Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. What's up, everybody? Andrew Coppins, Pat, only alongside you for the next hour here on Mojo 5 Radio via podcast. And, of course, on rumble.com backslash critical thinking. You can find me at The Coppins Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, Parlor. although I don't really do anything there. Pat is at The Pat Only Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow him there. And, of course, do not forget The Pat Only Show every single Saturday via podcast as well. Do not forget about that show. It, it, was, it was a fantastic show this past weekend, by the way, Pat. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it to do so, to go back and listen to it. Because what it does, Pat, right, is it just lays out what has been going on the last two years. It it not only does that, what I was really going for was, are we prepared to live with the consequences? And uh, what consequences are we willing to accept? No, and I don't disagree with you. I think that's exactly what... uh, what's been going on here. So I think that's a a very important aspect of, of what has been going on now over the past couple of days, you've, you've heard Pat and I talking about principles, right? And, and policy, because the question that we asked is what does the GOP stand for? And well, that was Tuesday or Monday's show, right? And we had brought up what a MAGA forever type person um, put out there for the universe to see as examples of what they believe the GOP should stand for. Now, you and I both agree that GOP for us is dead, right? Like, I I could care less about, I'm not going to support a candidate because he's got an R next to his name. I'm going to support a candidate who most represents my 
philosophy and policy wants and needs. That's just it. Right. And, and honestly, both major parties are dead. Yeah, I think we're we're mm. in a reshuffling phase, right? I, mm. I really think that, that we are, and I, and I think that's only natural. But having said all of that, the point of this exercise is if the GOP is dead, if the GOP doesn't stand for anything, who fills that vacuum? How do we coalesce what policies, what opportunities exist, right? And for the MAGA forever types, they gave us what they want, right? They want Teddy Roosevelt antitrust. They want this. They want that. They want um, the 1950s and 1920s immigration pauses. And, um, you know, it came to, came to me that what do we stand for, right, Pat, on the show? Like, what are the principles, right? right? Let, let's rehash what we believe the principles to be because we oftentimes use the hash, um, not the hashtag, but the the line at the end of the show, you'll see it, right? Facts, faith, freedom, and free markets. Those are the foundational building blocks of this show. But when it comes to national policy, when it comes to philosophy and principles that we need to stand on, what, what are they? And yesterday we laid them out, right? We laid out that economics. We believe in free markets. I think that's very obvious. In foreign policy, free association. And in immigration, free people. And we also argued that you don't get to step number three without steps one and two. Without a free market in place, without the freedom of association in place, you can't have a free people. Then we also talked about restitution or reform or justice and mercy, right? We, we really talked about a little bit of those concepts. So over today and tomorrow's first half of the shows, what we're going to lay out here are not our policies. That will be next week on the show, and we'll probably do that next week on Tuesday and, and Wednesday, right? Um, we're going to lay out the policies that we believe represent this. But I, I proposed a question to you or a couple of questions to you off air, right, Pat? And those questions are what we're going to talk about today, right? I mean, yes. Okay. Um, yes, yes, of course. And, and uh, we're going we're gonna to answer those questions in a more broader drilling down of our policy wants and needs. Okay. So the questions that I proposed to you, Pat, were how do we get to our principles from where we stand today? Again, how do we get to free markets from an arguably oligarchical society or at least a crony capitalistic society? How do we get there? Then once those principles are in play, how do we live them out? And those are the important questions that we must answer. So we're going to take today we're going to talk economics, and we're going to talk foreign policy. And then tomorrow, we'll, we will also propose those same questions on immigration and crime. Because I think, arguably, these are the building blocks of political foundation, right? If you were to want to know what a campaign stands for, you would look for what they believe economically, what they believe on foreign policy, what they believe on immigration, and what they believe on crime. 
Those are the four bedrock principles, or not principles, but four bedrock things that seemingly affect politics every day and seemingly affect everybody's life every day. So that's where we're going to go this week. Next week, we're actually going to get into the weeds, really into the weeds of talking specific policies that we can support and that would get us to the ends, right? So on economics, Pat, how do we get to our principles from where we are today? How do we get to the principle of free markets from where we are today? Because again, like I said, I don't believe that we live in a capitalistic society. At its bare minimum, it is a crony capitalistic society. At its worst, we live in an oligarchy here in America. So how do we get from there to here? Well, and I, I would also argue at its worst, we are an oligarchy attempting to try to go to more of a socialist-esque <clears throat> type economy. Correct. Right. You are 100% right in that, mm. um, uh, that we are leaning that direction, right? Right. Okay. So in your mind, Pat, economically, <clears throat> how do you see us getting our to our principles from where we are? Well, so you and I have talked often that we now live in a country where we can't even agree on what our principles are, right? I think the first step that you have to, that, that we must do is we have to decide what we want as a whole, as a country. Like, do, and do we have essentially two countries right now? Mm-hmm. And do we stay? Do we stay one country? Because I think you're going to have parts of the country that are going to want one thing. You're going to have other parts of the country that are going to want another. Um, and I think I think we have a decision to make. Do we want to stay united on that front? Um, and if we do stay united, are we willing to sit down at the table and really hash out what those principles are? Um, I don't think that you can just willy-nilly say hey here are our principles and then expect to be able to move forward with those you have to have some sort of not necessarily a hundred percent agreeance but at least uh, enough unity that to where compromise can happen but compromise in the sense of that you are not compromising your principles and values um Trying to try, it's trying to work within those principles and values to make the best of both worlds. But you do have to eliminate the evil that is socialism because when you have something that is so opposite of your principles, they cannot coexist. They can't. So we, we have to agree as a country on that set of principles to move forward we either agree on those things or you end up separating at the end yeah and i think that's the ultimate question that needs to be answered here and that's why we are flushing out all of this and hopefully you guys are enjoying these these flushing out sessions if you will because or fleshing out or whatever terminology you want to use okay because what we are trying to do is tell you hey wake up you have to know what these are if you want to have the fight. Because whether you like it or not, that fight is coming to you. And on some respects, Pat, here's, here's how I see this, right? 
I don't see this as being like some knockdown, drag out, you know, guns in the street fight. I don't think that's where we're necessarily heading. Could it head that direction if we choose socialism? Absolutely, because there will be people that, like ourselves, that will resist to the bitter end. Right? Come what may, I will resist. I, I will not live in a socialist country. I will not. But right now, Pat, with COVID and all of the things that are going on economically, politically, scientifically with COVID, this is why I think the federal system that we live under is so good and why it was so brilliant of our founding founding fathers to come up with. Because economically, we have how many different states, right? With how many different ideas on taxes, on economic policy, right? 50? So we yeah. can see the socialist policies playing out in California and New York and partially here in Illinois, although I would argue that it's not really that. It's just heavy public union burden and heavy tax burden as a result of it. Like we... I I believe that here in Illinois, we are still living in 1950s economic um, talk. And that's largely because we live in the 1950s pension era here in Illinois. We're we're paying for what Illinois decided to do pension-wise, right? But then look at Florida, look at Texas, look at Tennessee, look at South Dakota, look at Iowa, look at other states, right? 600,000 people moved from California, New York, and Illinois last year. Just those three states alone. Florida, Tennessee, and Texas picked up almost that entire amount. What is, why? Why did that happen? It's not because of the warmer weather, necessarily, right? Well, I'm sure that was a draw, but, but not, not but exclusively not- that. But it, that's not enough of a reason for somebody to just pick up their entire lives, their business, their livelihoods, their families, and move. Right. The lockdown situations were enough, right? But why? Because it hampered economic activity. It hampered free association, freedom of movement. All of those things were beginning to be hampered, and people had enough of it. But most importantly, people took a look at the economic situations of states like Texas and Florida and Tennessee, coupled with the much more free association, the free economic activity that was going on in those states, and said, I want that. So when we talk about the fight, I think that's where you have to realize the fight begins. The fight begins in if Florida fails, right? If it's much more free market principles fail and they become Venezuela-like. Like they have those deep-rooted economic problems. Are people going to be attracted to coming to Florida? No. Now we have all sorts of other issues in Florida and in Texas and whatever, right? But when we talk economics, 
how do we get our principles from where we are? How do we get to them in action from where we are? My answer is the state level. My answer is your local level. My answer is you have to start at the bottom to get to the top. And we are seeing people voting with their feet right now. People telling us they don't like the socialist policies, the universal health care that now apparently California is going to pull out, right? We don't like the high tax burdens, the the paying for socialist policies, right? They don't like them. And where do they go? They go to more free locations. Now, you can also argue that a lot of these people are leaving because they like to plant the flag of their of their socialist ideas in free states, right? In states like Texas, in states like Idaho. Idaho is a great example. There's a massive fight right now. Boise is turning into little San Francisco. It's a great city. It's a beautiful city, right? Right into the mountain range and all of that. But right now, Boise has gone from highly Republican to leftist. It's gone wacko because the people that have been moving there didn't leave their principles behind. They just didn't like paying for them. So how do we get our principles to be where we are, not where we want to be? Here's the answer. Your state, your local level. That's what it is for me economically. We have to get to a place economically where we have that fight locally. We have that fight statewide. And maybe that is hard for some people who can't just pick up and leave, right? But the reality of the situation is you don't necessarily have to pick up and leave. Now, I would argue states like New York and California and 